Hey everyone, this is one of your hosts, Ian Stewart. And before we get started with today's episode, I want to ask a favor of you. We would love to be able to share the Experience Birthed podcast with more people so we can connect more people to the community and feature more businesses. The best way to do this is through you leaving us a review. On whatever podcast platform you listen on, we would love if you could leave us a five-star review and a few thoughts. In doing this, we're going to enter you to win some free Birthed Bucks. What are Birthed Bucks, you ask? Well, they are free money to almost any business in the town of Birthed. And when we say entered to win, we don't mean one in every hundred thousand wins some birthed bucks, but we have a lot of these that we want to give away. So leave us a review and we'll announce the winners throughout our next few episodes. Thank you for taking the time to support our great community and the great businesses and organizations that are a part of it. Now let's get started with today's episode. You're listening to the Experience Birthed Podcast, where we connect you with the birthed community and the surrounding area. You'll hear from local businesses and community leaders so you can be better connected with your community and support local right here in Berthoud, Colorado. So get ready and let's experience Berthoud together. Hello and welcome to the Experience Berthoud podcast. My name is Ian Stewart. I am one of the hosts here with my co-host, Melissa Feldbush. Hey, how's it going, Ian? It is going great. We have another wonderful episode. You're getting tired of hearing me say that, but each one is better than the next. And we have May... I have forgotten how to pronounce your last name again. <laughs> it's Soraselli. Soraselli, May Soraselli uh, here, and she is the public information and uh, PR relations officer for Birthed Fire. So thank you, May, for joining us. Yes, absolutely. That's okay. I forget how to say it too sometimes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, May, and what your role here is at the fire department. Absolutely. Um, so my name is May Sorcelli, and I'm the Public Information and Public Relations Officer for Birthed Fire Protection District. And essentially, I function as the bridge between the fire department and the community, the press, other agencies, um, and any stakeholders that are in the community. I basically respond to all the emergencies that we have that the public may need to know about. I'll take pictures, I will post things and publish them online. I'll talk to the news reporters and just make sure that everyone in our community has the timely and effective information they need so that they can make informed decisions. Um, and basically, I'll put together all of our publications, like our annual reports, update our website, do everything we can to have that um, transparency and just authenticity with our community and so they know who we are, what we're doing, and how much Birth at Fire really does for the community. So I know probably a lot, especially with the summer we had with a lot of the fires going on, you know, there's obviously people want to get information of what's going on. Like I saw the fire trucks going out, like where's the best place they can go figure that out? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So since Birth of Fire brought me on board, we've just expanded communications just astronomically to make sure that people know what's going on, especially in the social media era where we have a lot of, you know, kind of self-initiated reporting going on in the community. We want to make sure people can hear from the source and know exactly what's happening. Um, so Facebook's a great place. Like if, if we have it, any type of emergency, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on Facebook kind of making sure to correct any of the rumor mill that's going on, but to put out immediate communications like, you know, we're in a structure fire. Here's all of the agencies that are involved. Here's what to expect and here's when to expect more information from us. That way people can just kind of get that sense of understanding, okay, like maybe things aren't as severe as we thought or maybe they are and we need to avoid that area so that we can let the guys do their job. 
Um, and that's kind of usually the biggest thing is if there, we have an accident, I like to get out there as quick as I, I can so that the, all the crews can be safe and protected while they're working. And we make sure that we just kind of give them that, that ability to do what they need to do and I will handle all of the communication so they don't have to worry about it on scene. That's kind of the biggest thing. So Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, our website's birthatfire.org. At the top of that page, you're going to see a banner where it talks about breaking news. Anything that's going on, like the wildfires or COVID updates, um, you can see that on the website. Um, and then we're, we're launching a YouTube channel right now. We have a couple things out already on YouTube, but especially with the lack of being able to engage with the community in the ways that we're typically used to, we want to expand our YouTube and just have some videos where we talk about different fire safety techniques and, and really engage with the community in a way that they can watch at any age level some helpful tips on being safe at home and you know different fire safety things that kids can do even because we miss engaging with the public regularly so they can look for us on there too. Are there any plans to do any in-person educational events in the near future? Yeah, that's a great question. So right now we're like everyone else kind of in a holding pattern to see what the county, you know, requires as far as restrictions. But typically we have a very full calendar with being in the schools, all of the community events. We we love our firefighter for day camp. All those things are are still just tentatively planned. So if there's anything we could do to have those things still happen in a socially distant or masked way, we're we're definitely going to pursue that. Um, things like we always love working with the Cub Scouts and we'll talk to them about, you know, firefighting careers or fire safety things they can do. So we had re recently had an event with them and we're able to engage with them like in a more safe setting where we're in a parking lot and spaced and stuff like that. Just so they can have that face to face with our guys and it's, it's in our guys and gals, I should say. It's a big deal that they can kind of make those connections with them when it's not an emergency. And that's one of the biggest things about public education is we want our community to see us on days where we're not, you know, the worst, it's not the worst day of their life. Yeah. We want to see them on the normal days where it is a happy and encouraging encounter where we can build that rapport. And that's been, that's been something we've missed in the last year. So this year we're going to do what we can to connect. And if it's, if it's just through media, we'll do what we can, but otherwise you'll see us out there. And one thing that I was just thinking of, you know, I, I, keep, I say the guys isn't reference to firefighters, but truly it's guys and gals. And we're kind of setting a a new standard for female firefighters on a fire department. Currently, we're sitting at 20% of our firefighting staff is female firefighters. So we have seven firefighters that are females, and they rock. Like, they're amazing. They're rock star firefighters. So I think it'd be great for the public to know that Birth of Fire is really setting a precedent for having that diversity and these amazing, like, these amazing teams that are both male and female firefighters. That's so cool. Great. So outside of obviously putting the fires on, you guys do the education piece. What are some of those education topics that you guys try to equip the community with? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a vast amount of topics that we like to communicate. And the beautiful thing about that is the more we do, the, we see a reduction in fires, truly. Um, but the biggest thing, I think, at, at post-2020 that we really want to encourage this year is signing up for emergency alerts. Um, that's the biggest thing is that you can get alerts to your phone if there's a wildfire in the area. If there's something close by, if there's flooding or something, we want to be able to connect to you in an emergency way. So 
going to nocoalert.org and putting your phone number in there and you can sign up and set up alerts so that we can contact you. So we work with that organization directly and that, that team is amazing at putting out instantaneous text messages or emails or phone calls if there's an emergency, such as the wildfires. Um, we don't really know what the climate's gonna be like for this coming year, but we do know that wildfire season's probably gonna be something we see again. And you know, something people don't know is that Berthed Fire actually has a lot of wildland urban interface is what we call it. So our area of our district that is in the mountains where there's communities and homes that are intermingling with that wildland space is all a, a place of risk for wildfire. So we really try to push out education as well on wildfire preparedness. And that's something that you could look for in May of this year. We're gonna put out a lot of educational topics online through Facebook, through our website about how to mitigate those hazards if you live in that, that danger zone essentially. So that's gonna be the big one for this year is especially following the, the historic wildfires of last year. Um, so we want people to be safe with wildfires and not setting fires as well. So knowing, knowing what those, those concerns are and not, not doing anything that could ignite during a season where we're in the red flag warnings and yeah. that kind of thing. So those are the biggest concerns. Well, that was really good. And I think that's very admirable, everything. Um, I have a pleasure of being here at the fire department multiple times and interacting. It's a great crew, a great staff. So thank you guys for all you do. Um, and last thing is, there's how many stations in Berthoud? We have two stations. So there's one downtown on Mountain Avenue. And then if you take Mountain Avenue just directly west, there's a station out there by County Road AE as well. So two stations are fully staffed 24-7. Um, we respond to fires on any type of call, day or night, holidays, weekends, no days off. So... <sighs> We're there, and we're also we're also planning for Station Three already. There's already vision going into one going more out east toward the highway because we do have a lot of calls in that area, and there's a lot of talk of development out there. We want to be ready to be able to respond appropriately and have enough resources in that area of the district as well. Great. Well, we look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Well, thank you for listening to the Experience Bertha Podcast. Podcast is brought to you by the Town of Bertha and the Bertha Chamber of Commerce. Until next time.